0: every week it's my goal to share a story of someone's journey through their life and financial vineyard we take you from their roots to the journey of their vines and the influences in the air that helped craft their delicious lives like wine life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged welcome to this edition of wine and dime with amy irvine where we're talking about a big topic that a lot of people have concerns about and that's debt but before we dive into that topic I wanted to mention that it's the summer here in upstate New York, uh, western upstate New York. And as you can guess, we're diving into some of the the summer wines of the Finger Lake area. And one that I would like you to possibly explore if you're interested is a blush wine. I would, I would guess it's considered a Rose, but it's called Abbey Rose. Great middle of the road wine from Lakewood. We, um, we like that wine with just about anything, and it's light for, for this hot summer days, and it's not too dry for those that don't like super dry wine. So hop on to uh, Lakewood's website and, and see if you can order up some of that for a great summer wine. Now, digging into the podcast around debt. I don't have a guest today, but I wanted to talk about something that has been coming up with a lot of people that we've been talking to, and that's becoming debt-free, right? So thinking about all of the things that keep you up at night, we have about three simple steps that can help you become debt-free. Now, it's not going to happen overnight. We understand that. But if you follow these three simple steps, we believe that, that you will get your debt-free date to be earlier than it currently is. So here's here's some background. The uh, US household actually now owes about $6,700 in credit card debt and almost 50, 58500 in student loans. Now, that's according to Nerd's Wallet, Nerd Wallet, excuse me. And carrying consumer debt can be certainly a serious threat to your retirement or any other goals that you're trying to atri- achieve. And it can prohibit you from getting other loans for things like a house if your debt to income ratio is too high. If you are struggling um, with debt, here's, again, three simple steps that can help reduce it. Now, it's often called the snowball debt eliminator. There's also another program called the avalanche. We're going to provide a link to you for both of these. But as I talk today, what we find is most successful is the snowball because people can see progress, so, um, the first step you want to do is list your debts. And we've provided a step-by-step guide for this a one page, step-by-step guide that will be included in the show notes. And out on our website if you want to uh, pull that down and, and kind of reread what I'm talking about. So first step, list all your consumer debt, every single one of them, such as credit card, personal loans, revolving store loans, possibly auto and student loans, but kind of list them off to the side. We want to look at all of your credit card, personal loans, and revolving uh, store loans. These debts eat away at your available cash each month and usually are higher in interest rates. For now, let's list those debts that are ten thousand dollars and less, and then put the other ones off to the side. Depending on the type of debt, again, the strategy is to reduce ultimately um, larger balances, sort of in a separate pile. While many strategies recommend paying off the debt with the the highest interest rate first, again, our clients have found it more more motivational and will stick to the plan if they see the smaller debts quickly eliminated. Um, you know, really within the first months, usually, and then they take that amount and apply it towards the next. So it, it usually is, um, again, more motivational. If you have a really wide variety of interest rates, again, maybe we look at the avalanche method, but the calculator will actually help you through that. The, the issue is pick the plan that you'll actually stick with. Then take a look at your overall spending. Is there some extra cash, even if it's like five bucks, is there an extra cash that you can pay just a little bit more than the minimum on that first debt that you have? So remember, you listed all of your debts from lowest balance to largest balance we want you to pay the minimum on everything except that first debt that's listed. So let's say that you have $140 due on your first credit card. Okay, everything else you've listed down through there, you've also listed the monthly payment. We have a chart that you can use if you're you're interested. We've listed the monthly payment that you can make. That that's what you the minimum that you have to make. But then you know, what is the uh, extra amount that you can actually pay on that first loan? Could you, like if the minimum payment on that $140 is 10, could you come up with an extra $130 that month to, to pay off that first debt? And then take the $10 monthly payment that you normally pay minimum on that and take the five extra dollars that I mentioned along with the minimum payment on the next debt. Let's say that's 230 So now you're making a larger payment on that debt. So you take the $10 plus the $5 plus the $15 um, that you would have normally made. And you're making extra payments on that one until that's paid off. And then you take the minimum payments that you were just making on that and apply it to the next debt, and so on and so forth. So we have provided a chart that you might be able to use to kind of form your own plan, but- If you're looking for some extra cash, we have an article that's a money saving checklist to find a little more money or using the US um, or excuse me, the IRS withholding calculator to adjust any deductions from your paycheck. If you normally get a large refund at the end of the year, maybe just lower the withholding just a tad bit so you can come up with that extra whatever it is to get out of debt. I know a lot of people like that large refund, but wouldn't it be better to be out of debt, not paying that interest rate versus giving the US government a free 0% loan right that you're you're giving them that money and you're paying extra money So step three, like I said, is laying out your plan to eliminate your consumer debt for the next month. So we're going to have you create a chart that has the total debt amount, the minimum monthly payment, and then across the top, we would have you list January through December. And you would map out what you're going to pay throughout the course of those months and how it's actually going to be paid off throughout. Again, it may only be like one or two credit cards that you pay off in the first year, but it's still one or two credit cards that you pay off in the the first year. Or you might be able to look at that and say, you know what, I can pound out in the next three months those top three credit cards if I really hunker down and I'm able to um, uh, pay those off and not have those minimum balances and then apply those minimum balances to some of the bigger cards. Again, it's just the, the first loan is the only one that you pay the extra on. So as you pay things off, you're always paying extra on the order that you listed those loans and the rest you're paying the minimum balance. So you keep doing that and you continue apply the extra towards the second and the third. And the, it's very eye-opening when you map this out. People are always amazed at how, how far up the, the date line they can get their debt-free date uh, moved up to just by applying those minimums to the next biggest loan and, and paying off all the other ones. Of course, keeping them paid off is pretty critical too. Once you've eliminated debt, you can apply to the the extra amount every month to reduce the, the larger debt and potentially um, ultimately save for college education for the kids because you're so used to those large payments. Once you're done, you can actually start taking that money and saving it for your other goals like college education or retirement or buying a house or whatever it might be. I think the process of becoming debt-free will, will open a whole new world of options because that really shows you how much more money that you would be able to set aside. And And of course, we want you to still contribute to your 401k plan and get any match that you were getting along the way. Um, But the most important thing when we look at most of the time, when we look at the analysis behind this is if you can get your debt paid off and then power save, you can usually uh, make up for some of that lost earnings, depending on how long you're doing this for, obviously. We do encourage people, um, when we talk about debt-free, too, uh, we generally don't include the mortgage in that debt-free concept only because... The mortgage usually is a lot lower interest rate than what you're able to get if you were to invest the money. So that's a piece that we always look at when people say, should I pay off debt or should I invest money? And the answer is it really depends because it depends on how much you're paying on that debt, how aggressive you are in your investing and what kind of rate of return you're likely to get, of course, not guaranteed, but likely to get on the investment versus if you were to be paying off that debt. 19% interest rate is not something that we can anticipate getting on um, investing. So obviously paying that off is a better answer than a 3% interest rate that you're paying on a mortgage. So those are the three tips that we three simple tips that we suggest when people are thinking about, you know, um getting really committing to get out of debt. If you want more information, again, in the show notes, there's some great information about. Um, the snowball versus the avalanche. You can go through the calculators that we've provided actually allow you to list your debt right in there. You can also look at some other strategies that might help during that period of time. For example, um, you could use a zero percent offer for a balance transfer. And while those other large balances, if you combine that and and it's a larger balance, while you're paying down some of the smaller balances, you would actually, you know, have those other accounts making the minimum balance at zero percent. So that's gonna save you uh in. In the long run, one of our clients actually had a garage sale um, to just cleaned out and had a garage sale and made a one-time payment with all of the proceeds that they made in the garage sale towards that account that had the lowest balance. Actually, I think it was two accounts they paid off and they were able to take those minimum payments towards those two accounts and uh, up the amount that they were making to the third loan that was listed there. A lot of times, too, check with your credit union or banks, more so on the credit union side. They have some consolidation loans. They often have no prepayment penalties. So, again, you might be able to lower your interest rate. Even if that's the largest loan that you have, you might be able to lower the interest rate while you're paying off some of those smaller loans. And going forward, um, you could consider like even a home equity line of credit or a 401k loan, but we always say that's with caution. And, you know, it's kind of the last ditch effort, in our opinion, to do that because we've seen that if people do that, then they often feel. Like they're not making the minimum payments that they would have been making, and they go to making just the minimum payments on those 401k and home equity loans, which still helps, but it's not the solution that we're actually looking for to be debt free. So we want you to, you know, consider the other options first. And um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of 401k loans, but I know there are times where they're they're going to help the situation as well. You are at least paying yourself back when you do that sort of thing. I think the other thing to be thinking about when you're focused on getting out of debt and attempting to be debt free is that we you need to stop. Um, you know, you need to figure out what's what caused the debt. Like that's the piece that we always talk to people. How did you get to this place that you have the debt? And what do we need to do to make sure that that doesn't happen all over again? What are the habits that need to change? We know that there's probably one credit card that you're going to use for things like gas and food and those sort of things. Uh, that's fine as long as you pay it off every month, keep it low enough that you're able to, to just pay it off every month. Some people will use debit cards instead that will help them control the cash in their account. Or one of the things that we have suggested for people that want to do it for like points is as you're paying down all the other debt and the minimum, if you're gonna use your credit card, go in every week and pay off that one credit card that you're using to to gather your points so that you never carry a balance more than, you know, four or five days on that on that credit card. We hope that you have found this Uh, podcast helpful. We know it's short and sweet this week. Look forward to talking next week about stress and burnout. I have a lovely guest that's going to be coming on, talking about her journey and how she helps other people uh, with that particular struggle in their life so stay tuned and we look forward to hearing any feedback that you have any other questions that you might have about debt Uh, we are focusing on that in the month of july we hope that you go over and like this show and rate it uh, that gets more listeners knowing the the topic that we're talking about and we'd love to hear what questions you might have we hope you all have a great week